Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. Why in the world would I give you the 4th of July off, Gavin? You're English. You lost. We won. If you don't like it, if you don't like it, you can take your tea-sipping self right back across the pond, or I'll come in there and do a Yorktown on you. Ass. The following podcast contains... I am going to have to ask you to watch your language when you're representing the suit. Oh, watch your language, Mr. Dirty Mouth. Watch your language, little lady. Watch your language, Dodge. You know how I hate that. Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you let him have the tanks. What the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is a Thursday, July 4th, 2019, Redneck High Holy Day edition of the show, where we talk about why it's entirely fine and appropriate to have a MAGA rally on the Capitol on the 4th of July. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Are You Thinking podcast is brought to you by Ted's House of Tanks for all your fake military hardware needs. Are you a dictator on a budget, a weak head of state who needs to, the illusion of strength, Nothing says power like 40 tons of armored death machine. Todd's House of Tanks specializes in military hardware rentals to the teetering despots who can't afford an actual military display. Our fully legal tanks look like the real things, but couldn't hurt a fly unless they drove over it. Main battle tanks, armored personnel carrier, amphibious landing crafts. No matter when or where you're holding your event to prove to your weak-minded followers that you are powerful and in control, Ted's House of Tanks will prop up your regime for a reasonable fee. Act now and Ted's House of Tanks will give you the 21-gun salute special. Replica artillery pieces with loudspeakers and smoke charges. Almost like the real thing for 20% off when you use the promo code Generalissimo at checkout. Ted's House of Tanks. When you're on the brink of collapse, get yourself a fake tank. But he's got the tank. Oh, Lord. I do believe I got you covered. Oh, Can I go with you? I can't stay here no more. Jump on. Billy, I'm coming to get you. You're crazy. You're going to get us all killed. Come out of that tank. Come out or I'll burn you out. Today in Clementsville, in what have to be the most unusual prison break in recent history, Sergeant Major Zach Carey broke his son William out of the Clements County Correctional Facility using a World War II Sherman tank. The sergeant and his crew are rapidly becoming folk heroes. We're not running away from the law, we're running to the law, Bill. We're gonna win. They're gonna lose, General. See that cracker trying to stop a tank. Zach Carey won't tread lightly on the men who took his son. Tank. Rated PG. I'm not a huge fan of the 4th of July. It always struck me as a very tacky holiday 
This is probably because my parents denied me my due rights of passage by not letting me play with fireworks as a child. And I was upset about this as a child, but in retrospect, I can see why they thought it was a good idea I not have access to explosives. You still have all your fingers. So I was not allowed to play with fireworks. But the same rules did not apply to my cousins, so you can safely assume that I did, in fact, play with fireworks rather a lot. And thus, the charm of blowing shit up once a year was not at all that charming because, you know, we did it all the time. This is because in Tennessee, where I grew up, fireworks were not a seasonal item. The pumpkin spice latte of American exceptionalism, like they are in most places. Tennessee is known in the South as the place to get fireworks. It allows full-time fireworks retailers to sell year-round. And as it's a long, thin state sharing a border with nine other states, those retailers are clustered near the state line and do a brisk business selling small explosives to people from all over the South because those states have a rather more reasonable idea of the law concerning explosives. There is no way on earth you're setting off those dangerous illegal fireworks. Whereas Tennessee had a different mindset altogether, which basically was, yeah, do whatever the hell you want. We don't care. Blow up whatever the fuck you like. Now, if this seems like a bad idea, that's only because it certainly is a bad idea. Because Americans are not, uh, they're not, uh, they're not very smart. And when you combine not very smart people with fire and explosions and frequently alcohol, bad things are going to happen. So most states restrict fireworks because they don't want to spend the 5th of July sifting through great piles of smoking rubble. Still, without Tennessee's relaxed attitude towards destruction, we wouldn't have videos of morons blowing themselves up like this one. Lord Jesus, Jesus, Speaking of bad ideas that will end in smoking rubble, the District of Columbia, our nation's capital, is having a thing this evening where President Dipshit is throwing an event for all of his MAGA friends. And to make the irony so delicious, he's holding it at the Lincoln Memorial. Abraham's got to be spinning in his grave. Because the rapist-in-chief is the kind of shitty person he is, Trump has also shoehorned as much military hardware as he can get away with into his very own Nuremberg rally. From an article in the Daily Beast, quote, While Trump got his tanks trained in from Georgia, they will not be able to roll through the streets of D.C. due to the concerns that the weight of the tanks would ravage city streets. And according to Mother Jones, the Pentagon sent out written guidance to the troops involved in Trump's show to say things like, I am very proud of my job and vehicle tank. I am glad to share the experience with the, the American people. American people. American people. Uh, 
If asked during the course of the event, any actual salute to America where Trump is scheduled to give a speech around 6.30 p.m. Eastern time could likely end up the subject of a congressional inquiry, not only because of the still undisclosed cost of the entire event, which includes military plane flyovers and the president's precious tanks, but also because the White House's decision to create a VIP section for high-profile supporters and donors at the Lincoln Memorial. VIP tickets were provided to the Republican National Committee, but not the Democratic National Committee. That were then offered to high-dollar GOP donors. Trump's re-election campaigns also got some tickets to hand out as they saw fit, unquote. This made a lot of people very angry and has been widely regarded as a bad move. Oh, I get that. I do. I really do. I mean, the president is taking a national event celebrating our independence and turn it into a crass celebration of himself. I gotta say, it's very on brand. He's co-opting what has traditionally been an apolitical event for families and tourists in town for the 4th. And trust me, no one who lives in D.C. wants anything to do with this on a good year. It is the New Year's Eve Times Square of Washington, D.C. I lived in D.C. for years, and the biggest goal of everyone in D.C. was to get out of town for the 4th. For him to import a few thousand red hats and turn it into a flag-humping Trump rally holiday just seemed to offend a lot of right-thinking people with left-thinking politics. It's just wrong. Lily Loofbrow wrote an article in Slate titled America the Desecrated, saying, quote, By inserting himself and military tanks over the military's objections into the event and conflating a celebration of American independence with a celebration of himself, Trump is trying to twist one of the few nonpartisan spectacles in this country has left into an endorsement of the ugly policies he stands for, which includes border security so brutal and inhumane and ineffective that people are dying in American custody, unquote. Which is all true, but it makes some assumptions about the 4th of July and indeed about the United States itself that that simply aren't correct when examined by a critical eye. So in the spirit of contrariness that you've come to know and tolerate from this podcast, allow me to explain to you, dear pod friends, why Trump's government-sponsored MAGA rally is also very on-brand for the United States of America. Because in many ways, our entire national history is not dissimilar to Donald J. Trump's in that we've been doing awful shit and we never, ever really seem to pay the price for doing it, and then we make up lies to everyone so that we can feel good about it. First of all, from the very beginning, the founders wanted it big, brassy, and tacky. You know. It's very American. John Adams wrote to Abigail, quote, The second day of July, July 1776, will be the most memorable epoca in all of American history. I'm apt to believe that it will be celebrated by succeeding generations as a great anniversary festival. It ought to be commemorated as a day of deliverance by solemn acts of devotion to God Almighty. It ought to be solemnized with pomp and parade, with shoes, games, sports, guns, bells, bonfires, and illuminations from one end of the continent to another, from this time forward and forevermore. He assumed that the second day of July, 1776, would go down in history because the uh, Second Continental Congress, that astute body of delegates from the original 13 colonies, officially declared freedom from Great Britain on July 2nd, 1776, and not July 4th. On July 2nd, the Congress unanimously passed a resolution submitted by Richard Henry Lee, a delegate from Virginia, to that effect. So, yeah, we've been uh, celebrating the wrong Independence Day for 230-odd years which is also, in its way, very American. But we settled on July 4th, and America has celebrated this day in our own uniquely American fashion. Celebrate the independence of your nation by blowing up a small part of it. 
I took this from a National Review article, which is, of course, you know, the National Review, but I don't think it's wrong. Quote, an article from the 1777 issue of the Virginia Gazette described a Virginian town celebration of America's first birthday with, with streamers, cannon fire, the whole shebang. Yesterday, the 4th of July, being the anniversary of the independence of the United States of America, was celebrated in this city with demonstration of joy and festivity. About noon, the, all the armed ships and galleys in the river were drawn up before the city, dressed in the gayest manner with colors of the United States, streamers displayed at one o'clock, the yards being properly manned, they began the celebration of the day by a discharge of 13 cannons from each of the ship and one from each of the 13 galleys in honor of the 13 United States. The evening was closed with the ringing of bells. At night, there was a grand exhibition of fireworks which began and concluded with 13 rockets on the commons, and the city was beautifully illuminated. Everything was conducted with the greatest order and decorum, and the face of joy and gladness was universal. As the record shows, from the very inception of American independence, the 4th of July was been celebrated with grand cannon fire, ceremony displays of military prowess, and a whole lot of fireworks. Americans down celebrated the newly dubbed federal holiday with parades, picnics, barbecues, ceremonial cannon fire for public games and play acting. Military companies of infantry assembled from the surrounding counties to take place with drills and dress parades and overall pomp and circumstances of the day. Fireworks concluded the day's festivities as traditional. Sound familiar? Unquote. From the beginning, the guns, the ships, the marching soldiers, they were just, you know, part of it. Pretending that it's a gross violation of norms by trucking tanks in and having flybys from jets just doesn't hold up to scrutiny when you, you know, if you're not impressed by the ceremony of the day in the first place, and definitely not if you know the history of the entire nation. But let me come back to that in just a minute. Let's talk instead about who the 4th of July is for. It's not for people like me, at least not me that I am now. It's for the me that I would have been if I had stayed in Etowah, Tennessee for the past 50 years. The 4th of July is the most redneck of all holidays. It folds all the things rednecks love. Beer, cookouts, summer weather cutoffs, bikinis, kids in pools, burgers, beer, paper decorations fluttering in the muggy breeze, beer, tube tops on fake titties, trucks, country music, beer, hot dogs, fireworks, and fucking flags. Big flags, little flags, flags on fucking poles, flags on trucks, flags on tube tops on fake titties, a red, white, and blue orgasm of flags. The 4th of July is fucking Christmas for rednecks. It is the one day a year that America is at its most rednecks, and rednecks look forward to it all year round. And goddammit, rednecks like Donald Trump, and they also like the military. There's no way around it. They consider Don... And he is, I mean, for all he is an effete New York snob that would sooner be caught dead eating a shitty burger at Billy Ray's backyard barbecue while half-naked kids run around blowing shit up, Trump is very much one of them. His sense of style is... Every redneck grandmother that ever was lots of gold leaf and Americana. He eats a steak cooked to a charcoal lump and smeared with ketchup. His wives all look good in a tube top, and you know those are some fucking fake titties. And Marla fucking Maples was a redneck queen. They named their daughter Tiffany, for fuck's sake. Trump is what most rednecks think of when they think rich, because Trump is poor white guy from Queens whose daddy hit the fucking lottery by keeping black folks out of rental housing, just like so many rich dudes in the South did. So of course Trump wants a redneck 4th of July thing. 
And I'm sure most Americans celebrate the 4th with a cookout and fireworks if they can get them. But at its tacky-ass heart, Independence Day is a celebration of the kind of American who likes guns and tanks and marching soldiers and big-ass American flags and tube tops on fake titties. The kind of American that believes in their heart that America has a special purpose and place in the world and that you just work hard enough someday you too will have your own golf resort in Tampa or failing that at least a timeshare in the Redneck Riviera. They believe that showing your love for America on the 4th means embracing all the tropes one associates with a bad country song. So the idea that Trump would give his base, and look at Trump's base, folks, look at a Trump rally, it is rednecks. A lot of beaming white faces with American flags tattooed on them, fake titties and tube tops. It's the redneck class. I mean, sure, Trump is funded and works for the terrible rich people that are putting uh, that are gutting the country as fast as they can. But his people are the simple folk of the land who deeply believe that America is a shining city on a hill and that minorities and immigrants ought to be grateful they are allowed in it in the first place. They are the kind of people that say, unironically, America, love it or leave it. Even though they really don't love it when a Democrat is in charge, yet none of them left it during the eight years Obama was. It's odd how that worked out, huh? And it's because I, too, in my way, love America that I have to point out that the United States is not all that in a bag of pork rinds because from the beginning, we've been flawed. And maybe celebrating the birth of our nation conceived as it was might be better served in somber recollection of what it took to birth said nation. It's the old American double standard, you know, say one thing, do something different. And of course the country is founded on the double standard. That's our history. We were founded on a very basic double standard. This country was founded by slave owners who wanted to be free. Am I right? A group of slave owners who wanted to be free. So they killed a lot of white English people in order to continue owning their black African people so they could wipe out the rest of the red Indian people and move west and steal the rest of the land from the brown Mexican people, giving them a place to take off and drop their nuclear weapons on the yellow Japanese people. You know what the motto? You know what the motto of this country ought to be? You give us a color, we'll wipe it out. So in honor of this Independence Day, I'm going to read an abbreviated list of some of the things it took to make America great. And perhaps you'll see why I'm not all that fired up about the tanks on the mall or Trump throwing a cookout for his fans. And it's because I'm pissed off about the things we've done and the things that we're doing. Starting in 1619, when the first slave was brought to North America. Then we have King Clef's War in the New Netherlands, the Third Anglopolitan War, the Peachtree War, the Asopsis War, King Philip's War, Bacon's Rebellion in Virginia, the war between the Westos and the colonial South Carolina, which resulted in the destruction of the Westos, the Pueblo Revolt in Spanish New Mexico, the Schenectady Master of the Salem Witch Trials, the Yonasee War in South Carolina, Father Rail's War, the province of Georgia overturned its ban on slavery, the French and Indian War, the Fugitive Slave Act was passed, the Whiskey Rebellion, the Battle of Fallen Timbers, the Alien and Sedition Acts, the War of 1812, the Creek War, the Indian Removal Act, Nat Turner's Revolt, the Black Hawk War, the Second Seminole War, the Creek War of 1836, the Forced Removal of the Cherokee Nation on the Trail of Tears, the Aristocrat War, the Amistad Case, the Boer Rebellion of Civil in Rhode Island, the U.S. The U.S. Mexican War, the Sack of Lawrence Candace, the Potawatomi Massacre. 
Dred Scott, John Brown's raid on Harper's Ferry, the Civil War, the assassination of Abraham Lincoln, the founding of the Ku Klux Klan, the Red River Indian War, the ending of Reconstruction, the Nez Pierce War, the Chinese Exclusion Act, the civil rights cases of 109 U.S. Code legalizing segregation, the Haymarket Riot, the Oklahoma Land Rush, the Wounded Knee Massacre, the explosion of the main of the main in Havana started the, Sp- the Spanish-American War, the Philippine-American War, the U.S. helping to put down the Boxer Rebellion, the, bur- the debut of Birth of a Nation, the U.S. entering World War One, the Espionage and Sedition Acts, the first Red Scare, the Sacco and Vanzetti ra- trial, the Emergency Quota Act, the Tulsa Race Massacre, J. Edgar Hoover being appointed the director of the Bureau of Investigation, the Scopes Trial, the Great Depression, the Bonus Army and the Great Depression marching on D.C., the Tuskegee Syphilis Study, the FBI is established with J. Edgar Hoover as its director, the Alien Registration Act, Executive Order 9066, interning Japanese citizens, the Detroit-Michigan Race Riot, the atomic bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, the National Security Act of 1947, the Alger Hiss case, the rise of, uh, of, uh, Eugene, uh, Senator Joseph McCarthy, the McCarran Internal Security Act, the Korean War begins, the Shah of Iran is, is restored to power by the CIA, and President Eisenhower proposes the domino theory, the first Indochina War, which the U.S. supported the French, the CIA overthrowing the Guatemalan president, the Bay of Pigs invasion. The Vietnam War begins, the Gulf of Tonkin incident, Malcolm X is assassinated, the Watts riot, the assassination of Martin Luther King, the Kent State and Jackson State shootings, the United States invading Grenada, the drug problem intensifying with the crack wars, President Bush declaring a war on drugs, the first Gulf War, the L.A. riots after Rodney King, the Branch Davidian standoff, the Oklahoma City bombing, George W. Bush becoming the fucking first president of the United States with Dick Cheney as the vice president, the September of 11th attacks, the United States invading Afghanistan, the Patriot Act, the, the invasion of Iraq, Hurricane Katrina. And finally, in 2017, Donald Trump and fucking Mike Pence are inaugurated as president and vice president of the United States. These are the things that it took to make America great. Can you imagine why I don't particularly want to celebrate July 4th? Quoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. That is it for our show this week. I am in the middle of a four-day weekend, and here I am working because, you know, I care. Although, four-day weekend, that's fucking nice. I mean, working for evil has some real compensation. I hope everyone is enjoying their holiday weekend, enjoying some barbecues and beers, and uh, here's hoping that you don't blow off any of your Barney pots playing with explosives. Speaking of doing things you definitely know better than, should, than you should do, rate and review the show wherever you find your pods. It helps other people do unwise things like, I don't know, listen to this show. All of my explosive opinions are on Twitter at the Hell underscore podcast, and all the shows are on SoundCloud at the show name and at whatthehellpodcast.com. 
So for me, Dave, Lee Greenwood is God Bledsoe, producer Surly Colonizer Gavin, and all the fictional Minutemen on this show. We want to say, God bless the USA! And we'll see you all next week. for this, so I take a small bow. Seltzer Kings. Podcasts.